Welcome to Raw Sportscast. My name is Scott Harrigan. Today we have a guest, a special guest, uh, Ray Barkwell from uh, Rugby Canada. Ray, how are you doing today? Excellent. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for doing our little show here, man. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, probably the highlight of your career, no? Uh, all the it, interviews you did? It sits just... Under. Just below my high school football championship. Yeah. Okay. Just above the World Cup. Right, so, the, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll do the Al Bundy <laughs> thing. Eh? Pokai? Oh, Pokai. Four touchdowns. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Uh, let's let's go back to Niagara Falls, where it kind of all began. Let's go to that high school. Was it was it was it called? Uh, uh, well, I mean, West. The local the local people would call it West Lane, but the the. My crew would call it Westlake Raiders. Westlake Raiders, uh, but it, but it, but the high school was Westlane uh, uh, Spartans, West and, and and the only reason we got that name was from a famous bus driver that the boys had when we were playing rugby. And the name is stuck within until twenty five years later. We're still talking about talking it. about it, is oh, it? Oh yeah, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie with the, the the finger out on the on the thumb check. Four different glasses when driving in in the bus and. Uh, it was probably one of the highlights of, of my sporting career. Glasses of oh, just absolute glasses or both, spectacle like, glasses? No, like a, like a, a sunglasses. Oh, okay. Where he had different shades for different peak hours of the day when the sun. Oh, came he's out. pro. Oh, dude, like next level of of, of bus driver. Oh. Um, the only one who could challenge him was the guy after we won at Brock University, uh, who who basically let us kind of I think treat the bus like. Uh, uh, off a slap a dorm. shot and where we're making it look mean after we won the OUA championship. So like two great bus drivers wow. stories in our lives. Like these are the people that you love. No kidding. In, eh? in your you know, career. bus drivers, it's, it's odd that you would mention that because bus drivers and trainers don't get enough. No, you know no, what I mean? No, man. Like man, they make or break things sometimes. That's the character right yeah. there. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, bus driver. That's a, I should do a podcast on Man. bus driver. Do you think Buddy's still alive? Is he still? You around? know what? He wouldn't be he, like I, well, I was like eighteen, so he would have probably been like he made thirty five, forty in that range. So he would only be you know sixty years perfect to retirement. I, I mean, we maybe send a flag out to Ottawa region. We, absolutely, and, do that. Uh, and, Let's and do that. See if we can get Robbie on the Robbie. Podcast. Robbie four glasses. Oh, yes, I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Robbie four glasses. Uh, so you started high school. Uh, you started rugby in Niagara Falls. Uh, it's not a mecca for rugby, is it? No, I, I think you know. Uh, it'd be surprised. I, I would. Uh, back when I was playing, I think um, it is a football town. It is a massive basketball town. Yeah. Uh, being a border hockey, town, hockey enormous. Huge. Where you know you look at the some of the people I passed through in my time there. Uh, plenty of people who've represented uh, themselves in the NHL and, and uh, the NBA. Uh, you got Jay Trano, um, yeah, that's right, my yeah. cousin, yeah. Uh, Russell, he, he went in the NBA. Um, number of players playing high-level basketball and uh, football players, too, who are yeah. about playing the, you- the CIS. And, and, and then there's this one lonely rugby guy who yeah. scraped his way through. Uh, but you get all the surrounding areas too, right? So you get the St. Catharines and that, that whole bit, and there's no shortage of athletes out there. Like oh, I, no. I'm, I'm from uh, Galt, well, Cambridge, um, and there's just a ton of multi-sport athletes yeah. in that Southern Ontario region. Oh, yeah. I mean, like the NBA and I think, I uh, sorry, the uh, NHL, if you look like the big one be Paul Biznasty and, yeah. uh, and his group in that age group in Welland, Ontario, which Welland. is uh, yeah, five that's minutes right. away. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, at one point within their age group, nine kids, yeah. the NHL pretty regularly. And, 
Uh, you know, you see those those groups of people coming through. I think there's uh, a young boy who's playing at the Whitecaps now who, who who's from Niagara. Like, it's just, well, and yeah. it, it, I mean, that, that's just in the sports part of the region, not in yeah. the arts and everything. doesn't else. say a lot about being with the Whitecaps, though, this I, year. I mean, I mean when you're yeah. Pacific FC is where it's at, right? Yeah, that's exactly. where it's <laughs> that's that's I'm I mean, telling you, man. You never I, know, I was at that game, and I'm right. I okay, I played soccer. I was actually a really good soccer player, believe it or not. And I hadn't been to a soccer game like that at that level in, in years. And I didn't know what to expect. And right from the first whistle, I'm like, oh, shit, this PFC, this, they're good. They're real. They're real. They're absolutely they're I, the real deal. I know. I, I, got to, I was lucky to work with a few of the, uh, the, the stalwarts on that team and uh, uh, within our community here and and. and being excited for them, but watching, you know, another team be successful on the West Coast, particularly the island. Yeah. And be, uh, if I'm not, they're still in first place. Yeah. Top yeah. Of the league, yeah. Which is exciting after, uh, especially yeah. coming out of the, our COVID nightmare where oh. we put a pause on their league for a bit. But, yeah, they uh, did. It's creating a buzz in the town. You it, can tell. It, and I think um, they lost a coin flip and I, they're playing. Um, Toronto FC, actually, yeah, I think it's right? Cool. So I, I think uh, um, that feather in the cap, if they, uh, you know, even uh, do relatively, if that tie would be something yeah. against, because let's, you know. It's going to be a tough task, but I, I think, you know, if you look at, you know, how well the seasons went, there's no reason why they can't. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, like Toronto the, FC hasn't had the best season either. So. No, no, I, I, yeah, 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 they're falling so off. So, yeah, and I think it happened. Yeah, hopefully they what, uh I hate ties, don't you? Kissing your sister. That's the tie. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is a toque bomb? <laughs> what is a toque bomb? <laughs> what? So that's the toque bomb is uh, is, uh, is is a, <laughs> is a funny term that we use in high school for uh, for for someone uh, who. Um, are you choosing uh, your words carefully here? Yeah, I gotta choose my words. It's a podcast. Yeah, I can use uh, yeah. who um, is uncircumcised. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. a so two. Bomb. We only had one boy in our class who was uncircumcised. <laughs> we always laughed at him, and, and we called him. We, we thought instead of calling him a hat, we in Canada obviously it's a toque. So he had a toque on his on his little wiener there. So love it. Love really, that's it. he just ended up being a toque. So if 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 he. Uh, so the, was that his nickname so, yeah, throughout? His nickname is Took. And, and, oh, it has I mean, to be. you will listen to this, which is amazing. So, <laughs> um, to be honest, Shout out to Took yeah, Bob. Yeah, uh, uh, one of the best athletes I grew up yeah. playing. And, uh, he went and had Do you think that makes a difference with uh, uncircumcised as being an athlete? I think it does. I think yeah. it gives you uh, like, there's a couple of Aerodynamics? Uh, I would say a couple ounces more when you're carrying the ball. Right. Just that little bit of weight more. Right, know, so, yeah. You know. It's huh. probably probably why I wasn't such a great ball carrier. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, know. eh? Maybe. So. I wonder if you can get one of them toque bomb adopters or something <laughs> that you know. He, that's he's a- gonna love this because, like, <laughs> he, I, I didn't say it ever make him famous, but this might make him famous. <laughs> this might go, yeah. Who would have thought, eh? Yeah. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's continue on that. Uh, yeah, let's get off toque bomb for a while. He's had his fifteen minutes. Yeah, uh, let's go on to. Um, your transition, it seems that um, a lot of the talented, like I just did uh, an interview with Kenny Goodland, and he's, it, it, he did really well in Newfoundland and had uh, uh, a lot of success out there. But uh, um, he, when I, you know, he, his game really took off when he got to the island and uh, stuff like that. So 
Um, I want to talk about club rugby specific. And and what I want to, what intrigues me as a punter on the sidelines, just, just you know, I, I did play the game, certainly not at your level, but um, there, the club rugby just seems to do it right. There's There just doesn't seem to be an ego. Like, James Bay has been around for what, 100 and whatever. Castaway Wander yeah, has been yeah. around for, for whatever. And they just seem to every year churn it out, do the right things, promoting players, developing players. What, what can you say about club rugby that is different from high school and that's different from playing for Rugby Canada? Oh, uh, I mean, obviously the sport was, is what connects all of us. But I think what you see, and, and, a, and, and it isn't any different from around the, the, the country, um, everything has a little twist to it, but it really comes down to um, the sport and the community within the sport, you know, what you learn about rugby, what it teaches, the values in it. But at the club level, it's, it's just that collective group of people who are volunteering and want to uh, grow the sport, um, be a part of it in, in, in their local community or, or where maybe your high school, you know, goes after towards, you know, continuously playing or being a part and if you look at it in, in Vancouver Island and, and those two clubs, CW and James Bay, obviously very long tenures of Absolutely, uh, right? you know, rugby culture within the, the lower island, and, and but very influential across uh, British Columbia. And um, what they have is just a group of uh, amazing volunteers because that's what they are. And that's exactly and that's it. for the love of yeah. the game and and that love trend like there's no you never read about a embezzlement or no. you never read about but you do in soccer yeah. you do in this you do in hot you know what i mean there's always fucking somebody ripping somebody off somewhere yeah right and, and i think um not that i don't think you know rugby's never not had a, 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 a clean nose but no, again well. like there's not a trend there's no not an ongoing thing uh, it would be rare. It. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have a number of clubs on the island that are amazing. So, you know, whether it starts down in the James Bay CW up here at West Shore, just across street, um, you know, working your way up to Couchin, which is probably one of the most loved oh, clubs on the island. Those I piggies? Mean, yeah, exactly. The when, when of, the one of the, those, and the, the pig, when have they, have they lost a game, the women's piggies? Have Man, they? They're, they're, they're very good. I To be honest, uh, obviously my wife... Uh, Plays with Cowichan. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, she oh, so okay. she plays there, and uh, I I can confirm they've lost the game before, but they do win a lot of games, and, and they are a very very successful team. Um, but I, you can go from there all the way up to you know Burnie, Nanaimo. Like Nanaimo's teams are amazing too, and, and there's tons of talent, tons of great volunteers, and people who make the clubs run, and and you know I think you see that you know a little bit. Uh, if you go to, you see the Rugby Canada Awards, they find a, an actual person within the community rugby that yes. you recognize. 100%. And, and I think that's important to see that, you know, the, that is grassroots. Grassroots doesn't necessarily have to be under nine. It can be under 16, under 18. It can be just your community rugby. That's grassroots to me because we're developing players, whether they're 20 years old or five years old. And, and, well, and that's I, the cool part about these volunteers and the people in the club. And so that, I'm glad you brought up grassroots because one of the things that irked me, and not many things about rugby irked me, but this did. Um, during COVID, we talked about the, you know, briefly. Um, and I thought they missed the boat on um, growing the game, giving it exposure during the pandemic because, and I'll tell you why, 
it's one it was probably one of the only sports that when they're talking about the six feet apart and da 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 i thought that was a perfect opportunity for rugby grassroots rugby to give them massive exposure you could have done it right across the street it could have been just tossed the ball there's like literally no equipment it's just the ball and then because when i look at everything and i talk to rugby people they don't start teaching hitting and like you you have to they teach you and they're very consistent year after year after year it's been the same way for years and years and years and each country does it it seems where it's passing running the skills of the game the uh the you know the that whole part of it i thought during the pandemic that would have been a perfect shot to go out there and start learning the skills of rugby uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, our sport maybe being outdoors and, and the potential of, of being six feet away, particularly in like a flag or touch league. Um, yeah, I think that's that's fair criticism. Um, I, I, I think there's opportunity in other sports that missed it, too. Where, lacrosse, maybe. Yeah, lacrosse, maybe um, where, you know, I don't know how baseball ever was an issue. Uh, to not play maybe or be slowed down uh you know there is tougher football might be a little tougher yeah for sure uh, like hockey the... might be a little tougher um but i think there was well you, baseball you, you can't do the six feet when you're on first base well right? i mean and that's where like you're gonna see like what does the outdoor exposure all those like yeah you know big talking points that you're seeing from directed right you know, uh, doctors and, and 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 safety um guidelines that we're putting in place so yeah i think i mean that's fair criticism well it's just only because it, it's so like that is the game yeah, passing and running i mean exactly. if you can't pass and run you're not going to be good at rugby and that is the fundamental of the game really in its simplest forms well we got to make sure we keep props like props will watch this and okay they not pass and they don't run that much so like just what position sure. do you play oh, yeah i'm hooker but, <laughs> so, so, uh, so we got to be careful uh, about uh, all right, all right. My, my left and right uh, so uh, what was duke what did duke play <laughs> he was a tight head there so, you go <laughs> and so it, it, it is it is those things but i think that's fair criticism by for for sure and i think um on i don't want to go through this ever again no i get pandemic, it but if it does yeah. i think we might get a little better next time i think um, so you know 100 years since the last one and all the yeah you know, uh, um learnings from there yeah we obviously still couldn't learn from them because they the time but but that's part. that's kind of my point leading into it is that like i i don't get paid to market rugby i yeah. don't get paid to come up with ideas it's just it's like isn't there somebody at that level in langford going hey this is a good like I, how do you miss that i just don't know but i'm not here to throw them on no the and, I, and, I, and i was critical about you know being I went critical. I think it was just strategies of looking even at rugby from a club point of view in, in British Columbia. It was like, okay, we love passing and running. And I agree. Like that is the foundation of how to grow rugby. So why do we play in the worst weather of the year? Yeah. yeah. So why do we play in the worst weather of the year here where the rest of Canada plays in the beautiful part of the season? Yeah. So, like, I mean, that was something I voiced it. And it was great. The president of, uh, of BC rugby reached out, you know, to, to the directors and the, the clubs and said, now, what ideas? What are your thoughts? And just asking for an opinion. And not that they're going to run with yours, but I thought it was no. that part was exciting. That and so I expressed that. I said, "Look, you know, I think the fall should be one of those exhibition kind of leagues where you know maybe we're just focused on fun enjoyment. I would like to see the pause in, in November and come back at the end of February and run February to the end of May sure. for our, our wow. men's and women's leagues and our juniors leagues. Why? Because playing in cold and wet." sucks yeah it's awful right it doesn't develop skills and it doesn't get people in love with the game no and spectators and, and everything else and, and everything else so like yeah. i and i mean there's other you know constraints field 
you know, times and, and availabilities and all that. But I really think we could have done it maybe better from a province point of view. Yeah. Um, and just shifting the, the timing of when our leagues start yeah. so that we can play in better weather, which also, you know, we're getting field cancellations. Now we're getting more snow here with yeah, the climate change. And, yeah. and so, like, I think it would have just kind of aligned things a little better. It might have worked well with playing while the MLR and, and all these leagues and leading up to test matches in the summer. Yeah, fair I, enough. I, 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 I think they're trying, but I think we need to keep looking for a better solution than playing some rugby and you know, end of November and December and January and February when it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to train that. It's yeah. awful. And I'm like, I don't get necessarily really better at it either. No. Kind of like just hover around, just keeping up. Sure. So, so that's fair. So keeping in, in tune with what we're the club rugby, like I was saying, it, they just seem to year after year after year, just keep doing the same plugging along and everything is great. Status quo. What, where is the status of rugby past club rugby? What do you think? Um, do you think that they're pushing the right buttons? Do you think they're doing the right things? Like, like when it gets to that level, um, because my opinion is when I look at club rugby, I don't see ego. I see volunteers like you see. You played. You, you got firsthand as a punter on the sideline. I just go to a game and you just don't see that. Uh, I don't know what the what the term I'm looking for is, but you, you, they're just out to play. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, cliche, it is you're doing it for the love of the game. The love of the game. Um, yeah, I think. Is it the love of the game at at, at Rugby Canada, or is it Dosh? No, I, I think that – so if, to kind of give you a little understanding of what, how I look at it, um, I, I love rugby, mm-hmm. every form. Um, it's I, a great I, game. I love it at every age level. If you ask me what my favorite uh, time within playing rugby yeah. was, what do you think I would say? High school. Absolutely. High school. Right? The most uh, innocent, raw, yeah. most enjoyable part of my life. Um, yeah. Playing just strictly for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say second to that – um, to be honest, I was playing for Ontario. Um, yeah. Maybe because of the success, but I was playing with a group of friends who were collectively trying to improve themselves. We yeah. had a great culture within our team, and it was amazing. But my club experiences, whether it was at CW or in, in Western Australia or in Oakville or in Niagara Falls, where I grew up playing rugby, they're all memorable. They all have a they play a, a vital part of my uh, nostalgia of where yeah. rugby in my mind is. Um, rugby in Canada and playing at that elite level was my ultimate challenge. And it was a business where I took it incredibly serious Yeah, where at times, you know, my paychecks from professional teams or, or my international duty and my growth as a player to push myself to a level that I've never pushed myself for. Is that fun? There's moments. Is there troubles? Yes, there's moments. There's yeah, frustration. Yeah. I mean, it is a business. It is a business. And and when you and and I asked a young player and uh about looking at the MLR. And I and uh, I keep his 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 name out. Yeah, but for sure. he gave me the most honest answer and I said, "Look, I have spoke to a club and they they were keen to see if you were you were um wanting to play professional rugby." He's like, "I don't want to play it because I know the minute that it becomes a job, I will not love it." 
And I said it was the most honest answer, and I respected it. I said, fair play, man. Like, that is fair play. Fill your boots. Go yeah. on to do what you want to do. And if you want to keep playing rugby for fun because that's what your you know end goal is, is great. And we look at that in, in, to grassroots sports and parents throwing kids into some of these academies and, and into these Ugh. next level stuff. Ugh. And it's like, who, whose dream you live in? The, the, you know, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. I was going to transition to that after, but now that it's out there, it is one of the things that irks me the most. And it's, it's, I, we've, we've talked about it before. I've talked about it before. What are we getting here? Are we getting the best athlete? Like when we're sending kids to these, these camp schools, this, that, whatever, the kids that can't afford it, are they less than players? I, I, I don't, I, I don't ever remember a camper school. I mean, we had power skating and figure skating. Yep. And that's it. Uh, you know, Howie Meeker hockey school, stuff like that. But it, it wasn't these, like, the you're on. dry training, no, lifting sessions. Oh, man. Are you right? kidding me? Skill development, individual Ugh. personal coaches. At, at, especially, I would say. At, at 40 at, grand it, a pop? Like, yeah, please. At, especially where you're getting it past underage 16, 16, right? And, I mean, funny enough, I, I took the opportunity to learn about a lot of these things, uh, you know, finishing my coaching master's program. And so, um, you know, I mean, I have my my beliefs. I looked at some of the research done on it, on burnout, on yeah. costs, on injury, uh, injuries, uh, social divide, uh, the social inequalities. We look at things. We're we're here on reconciliation, North Truth and Reconciliation Day. We're talking about yeah. all kinds of like contentious issues about social economics, yeah. about you know, um, visible minorities getting the yeah. same opportunity. So like, there's so it's so big, and I think within the problem and the way we look at things in academies. And finances is a massive one. Yeah, so 100%. You, you, you get and, and I look at it like this, and I'll put it in a rugby context because I'm yep. a rugby Yep. yep. So I, under 18 coach, uh, one of the coaches for, for Canada, uh, work with many athletes in, in, in time. And so when I look at a national team selected under 18 or under 20, uh, I look at the country and I look at like population and, and representative amounts within clubs. So if you look at Ontario being the biggest population, yep. Uh, British Columbia uh, being third, Quebec, Quebec. Men's being second. But Quebec and men's is, isn't as prosperous as it should be. Frustrating. Come back to it. Um, and every other province and territory within our country. So when I look at a distribution uh, of 30 players, yeah. we should see 14 to 15 coming from Ontario. Yeah, yeah. We should see 10, probably to 12 coming from British Columbia. Yeah. And then we can sprinkle in Quebec 2. Alberta five six seven yeah Newfoundland two yeah Nova Scotia one yeah so like looking at distribution and then when I look at and someone asked me this question in uh, interview that you Vic for the the head coaching job how do you go about recruiting and, and I go look well I don't go downtown Toronto right like I I don't go down where kids are, are paying the money and can pay the money to go to play for Ontario yeah I have to look there sure because there is good players and good athletes. But if I'm going to go to areas where finances are eliminated from a cause, I'm going to the farm towns. I'm going to the small places. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Right? Because I want I want good athletes, hard kids who are competitive. Good upbringing. Guys, right? Good everything. And so I look at it in, in such a broad, big context of how academies run and, all, and, and do it. And, and I think finances is frustrating. You know, you have things like Jumpstart that can help certain players. Kid sport. Exactly. You know, so are we getting the best players or are we getting the richest parents? And, 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 that, and that, I think, is a fair thing to say is that 
I would say that you're getting a lot of very wealthy pa- parents. Yeah. And it doesn't mean their kid isn't going to be good. No, no. But there's going to be some people who that barrier is, 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 is in the way and it's a financial it was one when i was a kid right like i, I, I don't I, remember single, it for single, some reason for me i yeah. had a single family income yeah me and, too and, and to the point where my my little summer job my little job was to pay help pay for my but we, we we raised we cut grass we collected yeah. whatever i mean i'm not saying like you know it sound like you know one of those oh, well back in my day no but it, it it was a like it was the whole team we had to do it it wasn't uh you're raising money just for you. Yeah. It, the money was for the team and we all had to do it. And my parents couldn't afford to buy a hundred chocolate bars. So I had to fucking sell a hundred chocolate bars. Exactly. And I think you look at that, like, you know, hockey being the probably the biggest cost right now. Yeah. And for sure. It is. And I, and I talk to when I, when I do speak to sponsors who want to sponsor a team and I look and I go, why not sponsor an athlete? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, like reducing the cost for everyone is is a is a part of the process to help make things work. Yeah. But I look at some athletes who really don't get the opportunity because of the financial constraints yeah. that lead in front of them, and and there is amazing people who do see those people. Yeah. In the rugby community, who do open their their wallets or, yeah. or speak to the people who know that can help yeah. an individual that might need it, but that's just one. That's just we're just talking about the finances right now. I look at the parents who force their kids into. Well, well we need you to go into this part. It, and, and, yeah, and that's the love of the game part, and we're. I mean, who are they I, playing for? The, the the jersey, the name in the jer- front or the back? You and, know what I mean. And, so and that's a, that cliche saying is you know, so. It is so true. True, and, and, and you know the other one that's true. If you're good enough, they will find you. I still think that holds true. I, I think I think that has a, a, a various validation to it. You know, I mean, if if you if you want to go and 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 work hard and you're playing in your rec league, some you know rep coach will find you. And, well, I'll put they, it to you this way: they will they will get that help where you might need on a financial help because they can see a benefit out of you. I'll now, put it to you this way: ethical part of that. There are baseball pitchers in some third world countries that don't have internet, probably not even bricks on their house. I don't know, whatever. And yet the major league finds them and they're pitching in the major leagues every year. And it's not sure, but they don't have the internet. They don't have YouTube. They're not putting videos out, promoting themselves. They're not certainly not going to academies yet. They're throwing 96, a hundred miles an hour. Somebody found them. It, it, it's funny because like we're bringing up some really good points here, and, and I and I, I love talking about talent ID because I think it's a farce. I think it's I think yeah. it's, I think it's a it's a it's total bullshit at times. Uh, if you can see cream on the top, you can take those players, right? Cream is easy. Seeing players who haven't got there yet, yep, and seeing what they potential. might need and, and potential, and that might not be their athleticism. That might actually be. How strong and mentally, if we talk about mental toughness, sure. it's not even me- mental fortitude, you know, people who are gamers, people who have competitive 100%. within them, but might not be the fastest yet, be the strongest yet, or the most skilled yet. How many coaches have you ever heard say, I would take 15 plumbers? Uh, I would take 15 plumbers. I laugh because I say it with rugby. I go, I'd take, uh, I'd take eight, eight tough farmer kids, uh, a couple convicts in there, and then yeah. take the other seven university bound smart athletic sure. people yeah and a balance of people who are intellectually yeah. making good decisions on the field i need some toughness i need yeah. people who want to graft yeah. work and tackle and hit people yeah. hard and rock and clean and do yeah. the job yeah and and i think that's what everyone wants to see is that your, your kid's not always going to be the goal scorer 
but doesn't mean he can't be the, the uh, an NHLer. And not, and not just to be the, the just picking up the the doing the the the, the invisibles versus the visible things. Uh, uh, the, it, but sending thing. him to an academy is not going to make him a no, goal no, scorer no, either. Academies are 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 good for for a small portion of people. Yes, and typically it's the it's the Connor McDavid's. Yeah, for sure. It's the people who are, you can who are so special. The elite of the elite. The elite of the elite. It's the point zero one percent of the one percent. Right. And so like it is so small and far. And so when you look at academies and what they bring, are you out there just to have enjoyment? Because that's the first question. If your kid's like, I want to go to this academy because I'm driven and I want to play soccer or basketball or baseball more. Then I would be like, yes, send your kid, fire your kid in there. Because that kid was kind of like me. That kid sat there where I sat with that conversation at midnight and asked my parents and was like, what do you want to do in life? And I was like, I want to play sports. I want to play rugby. I want to play baseball. It was baseball at the time. I want to be an elite player. And I mean, my, I think my parents just didn't understand that. They just, they're not athletic. No. They're not athletes. And so they're, they're not at that understanding from a mental part of it. And so when you look at it, if your kid comes up to you and says, I want to be a part of that, whether it's jazz, sports. Yeah, or, yeah who cares? Fire your kid into that. 100%. And, and, and open and, and remove the barrier of the door and, and let them go and, and, and prosper and try it. And if they come out and they say, look, I'm not having fun. Ask them what they want to do. It's not well. About, it's so it's not about me living the dream. It's about ex- kids living what they want to do. How many kids? I, pick a sport. I don't care. How many kids are playing sports right now that don't want to play that sport? I, I to be honest, I, I think you'd see twenty percent. I think it, like, and I, think, I think that is conservative. I, I do believe it's conservative, and not so. I have a. Um, something simple. I, and, I, and I only speak about this because I hated hockey after a certain level. I just hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the game. Everybody that knows me knows that I love hockey. Played at rack. But honestly, didn't want to go any further in the game because of the business and, the, and just the, the old boys club. I knew it back then what it was like, you know. And, and, it, and I don't care what sport it is. If there's an old boys club, it's going to cause issues somewhere down the line or whatever. But, but my, my theory on this is simply a, a formula is every sport in, in, in Canada where whatever level, there's just a form, and it's quite simple. Do you want to play next year? Yes or yeah. no? Just yes or no. If it's no, the, and the, the, the parent does it, the parent gets it through the coach or the manager or whoever, somebody's running that to convener, um, uh, Sally, Billy said, no, they don't want to play. Well, I think that's where you have like, to take But they don't that. do it. Well, like, are you asking this parent in the in the son or the daughter staying there in front of the coach, filling the form out, asking no. the question? Is it a, is it a private? Yeah, coach? 100% private. Because, like, like, that influence of, of... Yes. And also, even if that, if the parent isn't there, the, the kids are very self-aware of... Is, is my parent going to be mad or upset that I don't want to play this sport anymore? Because I know my my parents yes. love coming to watch this, being at the rink, being on the field. We, and then also, they also might be a part of the you know administration or the coaching staff. They could. And, and, Dad and, could and, be the coach. And, and the kids weigh these things on there. And I think yeah. you're asking serious questions um, that kids will, will – 
their answer will be influenced because they they see what maybe the sport in the outside um, aspect from a parent is involved with, and, and they don't want to you know ruin their parents. No, fun it, it, and enjoyment. They, 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 they have. yes, a hundred percent. Now we've come so far in so many ways. And we've either stalled or gone backwards in others. And, you know, uh, with uh, sexuality and, 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 and you know, um, I don't even run stories anymore when they say that uh, Billy or Sally is the first uh, lesbian or gay guy to play and whatever. I don't even run them stories because we're so far beyond that, I think, right? And it's just, but, but here's the thing. If you take a kid and you say, you know, mom, dad, uh, I got something to tell you. And they're like, oh, you can tell us anything. You could, what, honey? Like, like we're here for you. Yeah. What, what, what? Never be afraid. Don't ever be afraid to, to come and, and talk to us. What? Uh, I'm gay. Oh, well, God. That's, that's okay. That's, we love you. Yeah. Same kid. Mom, dad, I don't want to play hockey. What? Yeah. What? Where's oh. this coming from? We just, what, what? So let that sink in. I mean, it's just, you know, we've come so far, but, but like, I just think that there are people or kids or, or, or even, you know, teenagers that are, are stuck in something they might not want to be in. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, um, it, it can be in any aspect of life, uh, you know, jobs it could be uh, yeah it, it could be you know people do that with friend groups sometimes it, and and i think you, you you definitely you know have brought up a good point is like the influence on on what parents have on their kids and and the first thing the pressure said, the first the first thing you said there is the one you it, and i'm not a parent yet but speaking as a coach and a teacher is same thing talk to your kid yeah. Just have conversations, not not when when the conversation is needed. Have conversations all the time. Ask them how their day goes. Ask them what their week's like. Ask them what they're wanting to do. Ask them to set out dreams and 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 guide them towards what they want and help yeah. remove and bridge things. And I, and I look at that from a, how I were you know try to get kids involved in sport at at the high school level or the or the club level in the, in the local area. And, and all I do is promote enjoyment. Uh, yeah. I said, like, if you sports is fun. And that, that's it. If when it's not fun, which at times playing for Canada was not fun. No, it, no. Right? I, uh, no. It, it, and it, it's not fun because I, I, my job was to win when you're not winning. It's not fun. Yeah. And so, you have to be able to not worry again the scoreboard and we talk about you know not counting goals and all that i still think that's a major part of it but just enjoyment and having fun and find the silver linings on when someone does something well on a field it could be the fact that they picked up their teammate when the teammate made a mistake yep yeah to the point where when they made the the, the game winning goal or, yep. or try or whatever that they're praised but praise everything that is rewardable, not yeah. just the outcome based, the the whole process of within and how it was made. The amount of times uh, the elite coaches don't talk about the score, but talk about the seventh phase before and what led to the opportunity. It lets the player who's doing the little things that are, again, back to that invisible, unvisible part. What is visible People in the in the pundits and the and the fans see the try. No one sees the little things. And and I think if you're a coach and you 
look at the little things within your team and your athletes and your little tykes at Timbits. Yeah. And you give them all that little bit of, you know, pat on the back. Great job. Look at that pass. Hey, nice hustle back. Yeah. That will inc- include into the, the kids love of the game and how they think instead of giving a ribbon for coming in last. Exactly. I yes. said like, that like I, I don't agree with that at all. By the way, in front of their, their teammates that's how you're going to get love. Like, yes. they're going to make mistakes. Yeah. You don't have to highlight mistakes. If you focus on the little wins and the little battles that they do yeah. well in within a team, I, 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 I laugh because I think of my, my own coaching experience and how I go about making kids love a game they have no idea, maybe have heard of, maybe have yeah. tried it yeah. once. And I, and, I, and I joke to my friends, I go, look. I'm I'm trying to be the David Koresh of, of, of <laughs> the coaching, David man. I'm trying Koresh. to get people to come and yeah. love this sport, but uh, finding how I can get them to love it. Uh, minus the compound, I mean, of course, minus right? The compound, yeah, we like, got We can't put the compound. No, 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 no. But like uh, trying to make people a believer in me as a coach and saying, like, look, I can get yeah. you to love this sport by finding what you do within it, and I'll find something that you're successful in it. Yeah, and, and what you want to get out of the sport is for you to make that decision. And, and for me is my, the way I, I look at, at from a coaching point of view on how to um, get measure success. And for me to measure success, I look at it in rugby and I go, does the kid have fun? Does the kid continue to play the sport at any level? Doesn't matter. Does the kid get to an elite level? Do the kid is he putting his uniform on an hour before the game? Is yeah. he is he, the kid watching the sport? It, is the exactly. kid going to go when he's fifty still donate? Is he going to be a, yeah. a fundraising community? Is going to yeah. be a coach? Is he going to yeah. be an athletic therapist because that's their job yeah. now? And he's giving back to his community. Yeah, exactly. That's how I I look at. Well, you know the, the thing, and, and that's how I think you get love I, and, and for the sport. It, well, the thing is is that it's it's up to others to tell you how good you are or how bad you are. It's not up to like you know you don't. To go telling people oh, I'm this and I'm like you know I, I never really those I remember as a childhood um, the people that did that were probably the easiest to play against but I'll tell you this as a, a guy that grew up in southern Ontario with uh, you know I was born in 66 and I was playing sports by early 70s for sure and uh, we moved a ton and it's heartbreaking as a kid who moves when you're playing sports with your neighborhood within your street and you move across town to it. Like, I don't, these people, that might as well have been on the moon. It's a, but it was sports. I met new friends. Yeah. I was on a new team. What new school? When you, when you have eight, nine different schools before you're, you know, 15, 16, it's, it's like, you know, it can be good or bad, oh, but the world common world. denominator was sports. So I learned a ton off of moving to this town and you had to play every sport or you got beat up or, you know what I mean? Like bullied and this and that. It got me out of a lot of sports probably saved my life in, in many different areas. Right. But when I look at athletes who, um, mental health is huge. And I'm kind of skipping ahead, I know, but it's at the forefront. But I'm wondering how much anxiety and and uh, depression that kids have being doing something that they either don't want to do, don't love it, or their buddies have moved away, or you know what I mean. Like it, it's it could is is can sports create 
anxiety, depression, mental health at a young age? 100%. 100%. Have you seen it? Yeah. Expectations. From? Right. Coaches, parents? Coaches, parents, their friends, media, social media. Social media for sure. Uh, every, everyone. Okay. It depends on who you, who you surround yourself around. Well, that, that's it. Right? And so, like, uh, if, for people who are successful... Um, you know, some, some people, and, and it's their experiences within it, right? Um, I mean, we, mental health is a, is a, is a serious um, uh, ongoing, it has always been there. We just identified it better. Um, yeah. Uh, you know. Concussions it, have always been there, too. Concussions have yeah. been there, but we didn't have the we information. Did, you know, it just got your bell rung. And, 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 I mean, to not get into the, the, the physiology and parts of that, but, like, can it, can it cause kids yes. issues? 100%. 100%. When if, if you're, is, is if it you're, and that's the burnout. We talk about academies. The expectation to have to do good. Do you think kids know how much their parents are paying? Do you think they're told? So I asked, I've just spent a ton on you. Do you think that no, happens? No, I, uh, I, I think so. And this is, is kind of why I, I give them the answer is the fact that I, I teach grade nine. And I go, uh, do you know what urbanization is? Yeah, they look out the window and they see it every way, every day here, right? They see, you know, houses being chucked up. And then I go, what's the average house cost here? And they know. So if they're so self-aware of housing costs. I'm pretty sure something they connect with wow. uh, about their sport, they know how much their sport costs. So do you think they value their worth on the, if it's 44 grand to go to here, to go to there, do you think they feel that they're, 20 grand? Like, it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that could be a really dumb question or it could be a brilliant question. I don't know. But do you think they put their worth on the dollar value? Uh, no, because they're kids. Okay. Um, so uh, they, they know it costs a lot. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I like, I, I, that's a, that's a great question. I, I, I'd like to think they, they obviously know what the value of money is. They obviously know that potentially their parents are paying a lot of it. Um, are they all self-aware of maybe how much or I like, I think maybe a small percentage might be, Okay, but like that's too many that I think one's too many. Exactly. Do you think mental health is harder to recognize in children than adults? Um, yeah. Uh, reasons. I think, you know, kids are kids when you're, when you're young, to understand, you know, physical changes, um, changing emotionally, mentally, um, to understand that because your learnings aren't there yet. You're still developing understanding and learning. Well, you know, in your, in your, um, early years, uh, you know, the first thing, you know, you, you learn that, uh, putting your hand over an element is hot. You know I mean? The first time someone, yeah, you do it once, it, you, you do it once, right? Yeah. So like it takes those experiences to understand that. And so I think with adults, adults end up not, they end up being more fearful of having to show those things. And, and, Are we and, and too we're protective? Break, we're breaking down these barriers, you know, weekly, daily, yearly on, on acceptance of, of understanding that mental health and mental injuries, um, whether it's anxiety or, or overstressed and what level of, of mental health issue a, a person might be going through needs to be treated the same as an ankle injury. So do you think we're too protective and not letting them find out on their own, not to put their hand on the stove? Like, is it we're too coddling? Is it, um, is it like, uh, I think we're always going to be in a reactive state, right? Um, because anxiety is normal. 
Stress is normal. Sure. And it's when we get to the level where it's detrimental to you and your, and your safety and your well being or your job or your personal life. Um, so it always ends up coming to the point where we start tipping over the, over the edge. And so identifying it early where how to manage emotions, how to manage stress, how to manage anxiety will help a, a, a young person grow. Um, and learn how to manage that. It's not like anxiety showed up last week. No, it's been around. No, exactly. But, but the fact is, is that with more pressure, more time, and more awareness, is that we've just brought it to the forefront and not just cast people to the side and said they're crazy. So that changes the way. So you're a, a player, a coach, and a teacher. The perfect trifecta to realize and understand if a child is suffering from. Are we doing enough as a school board, as a governing body, as a country, to teach teachers how to recognize it? Because it must change the way you teach. Not only now are you just a teacher, but a counselor. Police officers are the same way. You had a grade 10 before, and you just go out and police the community. Well, yeah. that's not what's happening fucking today. That's like you, you're dealing with mental health. I mean, it's a it's a dog's breakfast on Pandora. And, and, and you know, but as a teacher, as a coach, you didn't really have to worry about that 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and um, I could say that uh, my employer, um, I think, is, is doing a fantastic job to uh and obviously i'm I'm a district employee but the province of bc being the one that oversees all teachers they're on to this they know about this this. okay and and, i mean as of our professional day on monday was was about these things okay about how to improve our learnings as teachers to make people more aware make yourself more aware and how to recognize things before they become detrimental to someone right and 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 one is 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 breaking down the the silence so that people can speak about where before it hits the tipping point. Hey, look, you know, I'm not feeling right. Okay. So we didn't get to the point where I'm having a crisis. We want to get to the point where I'm not feeling right. So I can fix it. So if you're feeling the wonky ankle, well, you strap your ankle up. Yeah, of course. Before you yeah. break it or yeah. you tear your ligament. So we need to, we do that with mental health and, 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 and for us and people who like myself, who I might see your, 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 your kid, for an hour and a half a day is one more person just keep their eye on them to make sure that they're going well you know parents i would like to think have more influence than me uh, as on their kid but i think should majority. also have more connection and seeing their kid yes. if things aren't right they know them better than 100 percent. and so i get them from a raw point of view on how they step outside of their comfort zone to being around their parents and i get to see them for who they are but I have to be. I have to learn real quick who they are, and if I identify or if I see something that I and, might and, have to speak up to help them. And the flip side of that is knowing when a kid is saying it when he doesn't. He's just using it as an excuse, or uh, because I, you got it. If if it's happened, it's going to happen the other way. And it's and that's the sad part. And we see that in anything <coughs> of uh, people wanting to take advantage of a situation could just be laziness or whatever, right? And, yeah, but it, you, it, and you hate to even say small, that, but very small it is small. I agree. But at the same but it time, happens. We we go through the 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 same channels. We we uh, operate it as if it is a serious thing. Even <coughs> if we ask questions. 
Um, and, and, and then we go about making an evaluation how we go about it. And I think from a, from a, my, my job point of view and, and being an educator, I, I think that from British Columbia and in my district, I think we're doing a, a, a okay. great job on trying to keep learning and projecting, understanding and growing from an understanding from within the staff. From sport, I think sports bring it, um, uh, I always pronounce your name wrong, the, the gymnast um, bias, um, the female. Oh, gymnast, yeah. Um, she said she could, she should have quit sooner. She should have quit sooner. And, and so she just came out, I think, yesterday, the day before yeah. with, a, with an article on it. I think sports is catching up. Um, it's in, in, in elite sports is different than kids. Um, and, and that's, you know, where you get a very contentious issue on what you believe. No, I still believe mental health is a serious thing. And a hundred percent of this, for and sure. we do treat it like an injury. Um, there, and, and, and I listened to another podcast about this, um, forget specific, specifically which one. And it was talking about how professional athletes, when you go to a job, when you come to CEO, well, it's a hard job. It's a it, it's a it's eighty hours a week. Yeah, it's more stressful. Um, you're going to have to be pushed to the brink of yep. exhaustion, physically, mentally. Um, you're unless you're the CEO of Rugby Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to get to. I, that. I, I like to think that's a pretty hard job, and it's right it, it should be. It should stressful. be. So you think about it from that level, like. Uh, but when you sign up for a that's job, for you, Duke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I and I, I'm telling you, like it's not like I didn't get my share of criticism. Of, yeah, uh, playing rugby, uh, you know, whether it's because I was 35, 36, 37 years old and thinking that, well, I, I and I'm not Tom Brady. Like, yeah. but like why is this old guy playing still? Chara, right? And and, and so you're gonna get that. Is that pressure gonna weigh on me? Well, athletes at a level have a resiliency. Yeah. Not everyone is. And if you go look at these young athletes, young athletes uh, are more vulnerable. They haven't grown as much. They may have had that weathering that that resilience. I think some individuals you have to look at an individual basis potentially on well, what it is, and you have you have hockey players who are really speaking out like Robin Lettner, who's you know his I think if I'm mis- not mistaken is a more of a medical condition on t- that causes it, but he's so self aware he he create he goes for treatment he constantly works on it, but he's one of the biggest advocates to say like do not cross me when challenging me and my thought process and my mental health and I and I think he that and the is, other yeah. people that are speaking out. Are, are really doing a great job to make it more aware. And, and at the end of the day, a lot of these people who are, are, are throwing the jabs have no skin in the game. No, so that's right. It, it, you you got to take, you know, people who are going to rally up. That's right. And like the people who are going to rally up on the sideline about your, your missed pass. So it, it's, the approach is very hard. Everyone's going to take it differently. And, and um, I support, you know, my friends and, and teammates and everything uh, when they have a, a mental health issue uh, or potentially going to it. Mental health issue can be, you know, your your dad dying. Uh, yeah, a dog, pet, anything. So, like, you know, I mean, we can talk about and 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 the physiology to the smallest little thing that impacts mm-hmm. you that that is that is about you as an individual and and mm-hmm. and just because you over there don't do it like this. How do you have judgment on me? Well, that's, you know, the Eichel in Buffalo. Yeah. I think what they're doing to that kid is bullshit. A shocker Buffalo screws. No, I no. Well, that's, that's the, that is scum there. That's like unbelievable. It's a turnstile I, for an organization. Yeah, unbelievable. They the just one do, I live right across the street. I, the I, I, how many times do you go to the odd? They did it to Lindy Ruff. And, or, and, sorry, and to, Ted, Nolan. Ted Nolan. Ted Nolan. 
Like they're just shocking. You know, the, the way they treat the organization, he, the people in it. I I read up more about the Ted Nolan thing just to just put a little bit of uh, my spin on this is that Patrick Lafontaine came back after all those years and offered him an opportunity to to because it was Muckler and yeah. Sather and and he flat out turned him down because it's, th- it's deeper than it's the two yeah, it was he was so deep into his um uh spiritual awakenings and in, 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 in the big house and and uh and the within his culture that he didn't want to leave that and and, and good on him yeah. but blackballed again Oh, man. You know, bullshit. So that it is a dumpster well, fire in Buffalo. Back, well, that goes back to you know your your old boys club. I mean, I I have my reservations on 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 different sports and who's good and who's bad. And I think you know uh, any pundit, any fan loves to have their opinion, and 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 I look at it and I think at times there's brilliant people, and it and and I hate. Age should never be in a question of someone's ability. You go look at or um, gender or gender, hundred percent. I mean, I, I was thinking about more of the age. Yeah, no, moment, I, yeah, yeah. Um, because everyone wants to give validity to people who are seventy because they've been around this long. Yeah, how, well, you what? go look at St. Louis's Rams or uh, L.A. Rams coach who's thirty-four years old. Yeah, San changing the game. Sure and, is. And you got players older than him. He's hiring people older than him, and he's a young person showing that he can be successful. How did he get Stafford? Because you know how did what? that even happen? Because he he's Jim Jones. He's he's he is is David Koresh. He makes people he believe in him. He makes Koresh. people believe in him. I like, get, and people believe uh, in him. And you look at his excitement. He brings a new age way of the way the kids want to work. And the way is is that I'm not going to coach the same way the way my old coach uses to do it. One, I, I, it was okay for me then, but I'm I'm keeping up with the Joneses, man. Like. How to make the best out of people is what you got to look at, not how I used to do it. And we're not an encyclopedia salesman anymore. No. And that's the biggest thing is that we're selling the same crap. We package it different. We do it in many things. And and, and because it, it was an old boys club, and it was an old boys club, and and, and you have to go about going. Well, you know, what are we trying to do? What so people on that, people think that it's an old boys club is just uh, um, 70 year old, 60 year old men making decisions and you need an influx of, of women in that positions to even up the scale. Um, and, and yeah, you definitely Toronto Maple Leafs. See, I mean, there's an example of, of what they're doing with Haley Wickenheiser and, yeah. and stuff like that. But to keep on your thought is maybe uh, that the young coaches that don't think that way, like the old boys club, um, you know, it, it's, it's like what he's doing, like it, that works in some sports and you see it in the NHL where Mike Babcock got the boot and stuff like that. And rightfully so. I'm not a fan of that guy yet. That's my team. He coached. Um, but what he did to Mitch Marner and stuff like that, that's old school what bullshit. He did, what he did at Commer. What he did to, yeah, in Commer and, and, but you know, and having to fly to Arizona to, Chelios, to, to Mitch, like, I, it's, it's, it's that's, that shit just doesn't work. And, I, I, and I, I, what a, what a bad coach. He's just a horrible, and he, I bet you he's a shit guy. I, you know I, what I mean? Well, I, I think that's it. It's like, yeah, can you do the X's and O's on the whiteboard? Not absolutely. ever. Absolutely. Guess what? They all can do that. But it's about making people better it, and getting the is. best out of them and drawing them out, whether they're it 40 is. at Chelios' age yeah. or whether they're Mitch Marner at 22 That's years old. That's right. Yeah. And the fact is, is that 
he struggles to do that. He can't. Um, because he's he wants to do it one way, and this is the way. That's the, yeah. Every year changes, and if you're not growing, and I tell you what, this is the one biggest thing I, I can, in the compliment to Kieran Crowley that I remember seeing, is that we he would ask for feedback about what he thought he needed to do. That was my better. point. Like that, and the, that guy would, I yes. could see actively the changes he made. Yeah. And that's what inspired Because of feedback. Because it, of feedback. He, it, you, it's not... You can't say I'm a great coach. I'm this. I'm that. It's up to other people to 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 do that, and you're yes. only going to get that with feedback. Hundred percent. And, and this is the, I mean, the one thing that I learned in, in my sporting career: the first time you're getting feedback, potentially most of it's going to be work on. So yeah. Things you need to get better at. Yeah. And so, like, it's tough to be told that you're not really as good as you thought you were. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but and you so kind of know that too. You, you, you'd be surprised, but your ego gets in the way. Sure. It doesn't matter. Um, you have to be very humbled. And, and I think I grew in this department. Um, and now it's great to also highlight the positives. Yeah. And I, because like I came back to the young kids part, it's, you have to go look at the good things, Yeah. but at least identify where you can get better. It's how you identify it. Hey, look, see this over here. Uh, watch this athlete do this. Watch this player do this. You know what? You're getting there, but try to keep working on this. Instead of saying, see, you're not really good here anymore. We need to get you better here. So the minute you just bridge it and and, and deliver this connection a little easier and grow it. And this is specifically what I did some of my work on in my master's was how to word things towards getting people the best and still talking about a work on, but not in a negative way, in a positive way. So it changed for me when I figured out the difference between humility humility and humiliation because i thought it was the same no nope. i no i oh, <laughs> fuck was i wrong but it was it was the same to me where you had to get in shit to get this or that but that humiliate it, it's i that's when it changed for me that you, i knew the difference so if, what's his name mcveigh i think like the coach in, in uh for the rams yeah have you, have you ever seen him yell at anyone uh yeah no. professional sports is hard to yell at athletes at that yeah because yeah. they're making millions but if I put him in a college system and I was the guy, the GM, oh yeah, do, yeah, do you think he'd yell at a young person? I have, Pro- I, I have I no probably, doubt in my mind. He don't think he would. No, probably not. Which is yeah, which because is that's weird. His coaching philosophy. Yeah, yeah. He's out there to get the best of you. So when I yell at you and tell you you do something freaking wrong, what do you want to go about doing? Do you want to go and make it right, or you oh, just want to call me an asshole? Yeah, this is like that's this. Oof, wow, that's uh. We're an hour into this, and we—that's just this subject. We could go another hour on, and I'm, uh, I, okay. So, I, hmm, wow, okay. I reflect back, and I was lazier than I should have been, and I needed that to be yelled at. I needed to be held accountable. Because I just wasn't mature enough to do that on my own. And it was almost a fear thing. I knew I had the ability to, you know, if only you just applied yourself more, which should be tattooed somewhere on my body. If it's, so, so what, so what did you, what, what didn't let you apply that? Um, I think it was, um, effort. I know. I mean, no, I, I just didn't take it serious. I just, I, there was Did you want I, to be there? authority. I've, I've, I, I've, I don't like authority. Probably. I, I've come to appreciate so it. Because could you assume that authority is, is someone who's going to tell you how to do it? Yeah. Yeah, Instead totally. Of, 
I was never taught. I grew up a single, like my dad died very young and he wasn't there. So I never really had that father figure. I never, it was, um, and that's a what was me. and learnings. Mass, I missed out on opportunity. I've never caught a fish. So if never caught a fucking if, fish. If you don't know, I live in. How, I, I lived in Souk for seven years. Never got a fucking. So like, who doesn't it. do that? So like, if you don't know how to do something, yes, or you're not a master in doing something, why are you yelling at someone? Yeah, I. I it's a good point. Yeah, good point. So, uh, you know, yelling at the 35 year old Tom Brady who makes a bad decision because uh, he chooses to make a bad decision. Does he need to be yelled at? A Tom Brady? Yeah. No. Because he knows what he's no, done wrong. He's absolutely, yeah, so why yeah. at a 17-year-old yeah. or a 16-year-old who's still growing, well, why because would we yell at someone? Why wouldn't we? We It's not coddling. Why wouldn't we go, look, made a mistake. What would you go about doing better what, next time? Because you can learn that way. Is it a mistake or is it just that player being lazy and self-entitled? Because, so lazy, lazy, okay, that's the difference. Lazy, this is what I mean. Yeah. And effort and, and, and attitudes are how we pick should be picking teams. Right. Not outcomes. So if you go to oh, pick a point. team, yeah. and I want kids who give 100% effort, have a great attitude, and work hard, that is how I pick a team. Right. So if you can't follow, go watch right now. Go watch Dave Rennie at Australia. Do you think he's just picking strictly on form? It's, it's a major part. But everyone has a great attitude on the team. Everyone's pushing each other on the team. Everyone's working hard. And their effort is at the maximum level. He will not accept less because if you don't, if you drop your standard in those four or five departments, he will not pick you because someone else is going to leapfrog you and give more effort, have a better attitude and all that. And so he makes it very easy. And what ends up happening, he drives the standard of his team because everyone at that level wants to play at that level. And they buy in. But and it only takes one person to, to really put a clog in that, right? I mean... Out. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, right, exactly, And no. the thing is, is that he's brought in some amazing things off the field within their culture. He's improved to get some of his Australian players back because they had the ghetto rule, which only allows you two people over 60 caps and, like, playing eight years in Australia, which is a big fence in the way. But how is he getting this team under Cheka? Who's done very, very well. Yeah. They won games. They went on a trend low. How has he gotten the almost half the group, the same group, to lift to the next level? And okay. now, who, inarguably, and probably another, after November, will probably be the number two team in the world. Oh, that's no, bold. They, I call it right that's now. Bold. They'll be number two team in the world after November. Wow. That's bold. That, I've had him as a coach. He came on tour okay. with us for a couple, a couple of sessions. How is Phil Mack not a coach? He, he he's with the Pacific Pride now, and he's growing his trade. He's he's gone obviously from MLR and being let go by that fantastic organization. Ah. Um, <laughs> and so uh, he's taken an opportunity to grow his coaching as an assistant. Moved into the into the head coaching role at Pacific Pride, and he's really getting to do this every day, and and, and do what he loves doing, what he's skilled at, and and then be challenged to grow. But it just it, it I I want I guess if I'm gonna knock uh, RC it's we have to get a coach from here we have to get a coach from over there we have to do this and it's not necessarily the best it's a it's a name but it's not like like I I I can look at why because I talk like this yeah well exactly right yeah so it, it's um I I just think there's some local people 
um, Canadians that would make much better coaches and understand. And, and again, when we first started this podcast, it was club rugby. Yeah, no, we'll get there. Uh, we will. Will we? Is it, yep. do you see that happening? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. I, I do trust process. I do trust that you, you have to believe that the, 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 the membership within Canada wants to see Canadian top level coaches. Do, do I, I think Phil knows he's not there. I know. I think he's really, not there oh, okay. Yet. All right. I think, Fair I think he will be there. Fair it is. I think at this moment and, and, and knowing what I know and what he, and what he knows and how much work and, and understanding and little details that it causes to, to run a, a, a top international team. Uh, there's connections, there's, there's relationships you need to build. Uh, he he has the ability to get there. He needs Tom. Sean White. He needs Tom. Sean White too. Sean White. Uh, work with him the summer. Like you can see people who do it. I, I do believe, in my opinion, you have to play at a high level. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. And that's the, that's the criticism I have with with some coaches is like you have to play at a reasonably high level to understand the intricacies, the little details. And, 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 and Phil will be there. And I, and I really look forward to seeing where he grows as a coach. Yeah. Uh, How far away do you think he is? Re- honestly, five years? Five years, yeah. Well, I think fair. five years. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like to think there's a number of coaches in, in Canada who, who, can, who can do it. Um, the NHL has a lot of coaches who didn't play at the highest level. But you have a lot of coaches who are fourth-line grinders. Yeah. Right? So, like, we look at rugby. And rugby has so many more different aspects of the game some that are very specific and we also have a coaching group that lets you grow so yeah he's gonna need a scrum coach and a forward coach because he's a back yeah but can he run the organization can he run the team can he you know be the puppet master and to be able to make those different shifts within coaching style plays culture growth within the youth rallying the whole country around that team that he's coaching. I think he can do that. But for that, it takes time. And and he, that challenge is, again, is one he hasn't had before. So he's he's starting with the, the pride. And I think he has that opportunity to show what he can do, grow as a player, make mistakes, and get better. And I and I and I look and I look at it because I'm in that same position wanting to grow my, you know, yeah. right now my consultant business, but me as a coach. And how I can refine and improve and challenge myself every day. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you know right now we look at it comes back to why do we have a, you know uh, an experienced player from around the world? And I play it on both sides, coin. Like if you want a really good hockey coach, you probably ask Canadian if you're coaching Ukraine, mm-hmm. right? Well, and they do, and they do. And so like in, in Canada, yeah, to ask a Kiwi, a Welshman, a Frenchman to come and coach because they are ingrained with that thing. But there is people in this country who <laughs> there, are top you know level players is. that are going. And we will get there. We just yeah. have to be able to set them up also and guide them for success. Yeah. And that is the, the thing I think that 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 kind of gets in the way a bit is that we don't give and surround them enough resources and enough support at times for them to be 100% successful. Because if you took Phil Mack and you put him in New Zealand, I think he's going to go and do really well and might grow quicker. It might be only three years. It might be two years. It might get a better challenge. You might have a better support network around him. But, that, but that's, that's, that's part of the challenge of so, being in Canada. But at the same time, and this is where I wanted to finish this little yeah, blur yeah, on, yeah. Was, is like we can believe in and people coming from other countries and learn from them. But how do they know what Canadian people are? 
and how to make a Canadian work through how SCTV. No one, well, that's it. How do you know who to push, when to pull? You have to know individuals, but you have to know cultural significances. And that part is like, as a coach and the way I evaluate coaches is that you have to know your athlete, not your athletes. I want you to know individually how each person works, how they work in a group, whether it's forwards or backs or attack, whatever. And then, you know, culturally, what drives this group as from an age group, from a, from a nationality, where are they coming from? We always, all big parts of it. We always seem to know every, not everything, but certainly way more about other countries, habits, lifestyles than people know about Canada. You, you ever notice that? Like even history and geography and all this stuff is that we tend to know the the actual what happened in World War One, World War Two. This the we we don't go into their countries and try to you know be, and we're loved all over the world. And I'll tell you, and I'm leading to this because I'll tell you a, a, a funny story that happened to me was um, I got asked through ISN Island Sports News um, if um, our our one of our my photographers could go out and cover an event that was happening. I can't remember what school. Was it Spectre or Bell? I can't remember. But it, um, it was the BC Lions just won the, the Great Cup. And they uh, were going to do this caravan. They were going to go around to schools and, you know, promote it. And like, woo-hoo-hoo, you know, Great Cup champs. And um, I got there late. And I had to go through the back door of this school and down this little hallway, and there was Travis Tule, there was McCallum, some union guy, a BC or a CFL guy, and they had the trophy in this rickety old case that you would find in your great grandmother's uh, attic somewhere. And inside was the Great Cup. Mm-hmm. And I, I never really seen, I'd seen it, but I never touched it or held it. I said, boys, is that the Great Cup? oldest rugby trophy in the world and it is a rugby and this is kind of the the, the, the this is where i'm going with it is um i said yeah 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 and I said, do you want to hold it I said, i'd love to it's rickety it is there's nothing to this and i turned to travis lule and i said to him straight in his face i should probably have the camera on me i eh? fuck this is raw ross barts uh, i said to him straight in his face i go hey man how's it feel to beyond the trophy with Wayne Gretzky. And he's like, <sighs> Southern thing. It's, uh, this is, uh, this is football. This, uh, this is a great cup. And I went, yeah, oh, I know what cup it is. Thanks, Travis. But, um, I said, um, you don't know that Wayne Gretzky's on the great cup. <sighs> he looks at McCallum. McCallum didn't know. <laughs> I'm like, and I go, boys, uh, and John Candy. Yeah. And it's what? You all right? Okay. And I go, owner of the organizer. I go, 90, 91, in around there with the rocket Ishmael. They fuck, they grabbed the cup from me. They took, holy, but there it is. Hope that's fucking, there he is. Yeah. Fast forward two minutes. They were in the hallway waiting to get it announced. So all the kids are screaming, oh, kid, this is um, Travis Chule. And he comes out. He grabs the mic and he goes, hello, Spectre, whatever school. I can't remember. I can't tell you what an honor it is to be, have this uh, be on. Oh, 
fucking guy. I can't believe it. I'm so honored to be on the cup with the great one, Wayne Gretzky. I'm like, you prick. Two minutes ago, you didn't even know. Like, what are you fucking kidding me? What a piss off, right? So, again, it's you don't know our culture. You don't know what you play here. You were great here. You won a cup here. But what do you know? What do you know? Go look at and that and I think that's it is uh there there there's cultures within just teams. The the way our Ontario team work to the way British Columbia's team work or way CW to Victoria yeah. uh university team work, there's cultures within everything. And if you go look at like and I and this is the one thing and I and I and I've been saying this to a few people and I go like uh, the people who know Dave Rennie in Australia, and this is why yeah. I bring it up because uh when the Australia job went up, I, I literally go, you I saw Dave Rennie on it. I go, you're going to hire that guy because he's the best guy for the job. And this guy will change your sport in your country, but will change the culture within your country. And so uh, conveniently on today, um, and I look at what his influence within the country of Australia and rallying around rugby, which is a, it was arguably the number six sport. Rugby union. Yeah. It is moving its way back up. Yeah. The ladders within the, in the, in its country's culture within what the identity yeah. of it being a rugby nation, a cricket nation, a rugby league nation, an AFL nation. And it has a big challenge. And so I look at it and I go, how is he going about doing it? And his immersion in first nation people in Australia yeah. and work on their own reconciliation right now and inclusion of their culture of first nation people. And he is using the culture of Australia one to heal and to bring awareness to, one to real have a sense of identity of what Australia is and should be and bridging and improving relationships. COVID uses, must have just put him behind. And, and it, it's like it, just the laws and the, like what's going on over there. Yeah. And, and, and I look over there and I go, and they just had their first nations um, Jersey game the other day. Okay. And it was amazing to see, and 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 I and I'm speculating, but I feel like this is what he grew from his ethos and how he's going to change that team's culture and what they're going to rally on and how he's going to get back to basics and being a good human being because he wants them to be amazing, unbelievable rugby players. But but he's making them better people at the same time, and that's the ethos. When I look at my philosophy, is like that is what makes amazing coaches. I, I get that. I get that, and that's I I, I you know what. Awesome. But you must have a massive, massive, massive support from the board of directors and the people that call the shots. Well, when like they hire you, you, that's you what I mean. That's what I mean, right? And so, it, you know, what, you know, that's the buy in you see on the off field stuff is that the players you, see that if the, yeah. if the, if the governors and the chairman of the board and everybody else is buying into the coach, why, fuck, why not well, us too? Right. And that's it. It is like, so why, sometimes your board members, you wonder, is your board member an ex player or someone who's played? Exactly. Yes. Or is that someone passionate and successful in business that wants to grow the game? Uh, it, because that has a huge part of it. And yes. I think, and I, because um, building from the top down. When, it's not when, just the same. When, when a business person tells a, a, a high level coach how to do something, I have a problem with that. Yes. It's like telling my dad how to how to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, well, yeah. you made me, bud. Yeah, like, no, I, I got shouldn't it. have to tell you how to yeah. do something when you're the master. You're the greatest yeah. at it. Right. It's and, like yes. And, and, and I mean, it's a very like I, I'm I'm bringing a laugh to the analogy, but that's exactly it. It's, it's like, so true. You trust people to do their job really well. So he came in to be the coach. He wants to have less. 
you know, barriers to be allowed to grow and show how we can bring a team together. Yep. And so if, if I got a board member who was great at selling toothbrushes, well, do I tell him how to brush your teeth? No. no, of course not. Like, you know, I mean, the guy knows everything about toothbrushes. So why yeah. are you telling me how to grow a team or grow, get a team to go to the direction where I think. Would you to- tell Dell from trains, planes and automobiles how to sell shower curtain rings? Hell no. No. Dell right. knows. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's, that's, that's <laughs> where you're going with it is like, is that you in a functioning business model or in a functioning team or group, if people have their job and they're allowed to do their job to the best of the ability and no one gets in the way or, or, or becomes a, uh, a killer of someone's ideas. Ego. We talked about this. It, then that, te- that team and that part within the team will be successful and everyone does their job to the best of their ability and grows. Then your team will win at some level. It might not win the last game, but it'll be there. Is Rugby Canada listening or we is that something that you think is is going to be their mantra like they're going to take this on as the same thing and um is this like be more specific where do you where do you think rugby canada is going to be in five years with a guy like phil max sean white uh do, do they're going to have these these absolute uh, goals in mind and learning their trade and their craft, like you said. They're also if they, if they if they know if you know what you just said, they obviously know the exact same thing and how other countries are coaching their players and treating their. Will they be allowed to be able to perform under the same sanctions? Great question. Um, I think one that you have to bring in the in the conversation is the financial uh, struggles. Um, on the podium uh well, i mean on the podium it brings in a significant portion of money i don't i think on the podium is gonna have a little shake up right now i i have that information of knowing that there's a, a review of the on the podium from a canadian point of view from the olympics they've changed they, they will be changing and, yeah. and i don't think i i don't think we'll be hit from that because the on the podium specifically funds the women's sevens program more than the men's it, it, it does both but i don't think we're going to see a drop off just because well the, they lost ranking they, they did and i don't think because of the ranking that we're going to lose that um because you can have a bad showing you can have one bad tournament if you had four years of bad tournaments it changes things one bad tournament shouldn't change the the whole landscape of what that team can do so does own the podium care about the athlete or does own the podium care about owning the podium I don't like the model. Like, I mean, no. personal level. I don't like, I, I like to think they care about the athlete. Okay. Um, but you know, for me who, uh, when, when carding came in, they took it away from 15s players and, and made it only sevens based. I don't have that full experience of being an on the podium athlete. So I, you'd have to ask one of those, uh, yeah, athletes no, on, yeah. on how they feel. I would like to think they do think about the best for the athlete. Um, you know, but at the end, Funding was given to, to you know, millions of dollars are given to programs to win. Well, Rowing Canada, rowing. welcome. You haven't done well. No, two. The, the two women again. Right. One. Uh, 25, yeah. 20, 25, 25, 30 million. million? I don't 25 million. So, like, yeah. you know, that's why I don't think the model really works when you saw, like, someone like Penny, her first Olympics, probably only making $1,500 a month and has one coach and maybe a nutritionist and some support. Yeah. Seven and, medals. And, thank you. And then and, and cashed in and, and performed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not that she didn't, 
perform again this Olympics, but I don't think it's the recipe always needed for success. So do I think Rugby Canada can get it right? Uh, they have the next the next two weeks are huge. Um, Absolutely, we need to go out and beat Chile and and do uh, a job. This upcoming Saturday yep. at five o'clock. That's Come right. Get your tickets and sell stadium up and fire it up for the boys. So like okay. that's the other thing. You need to go out and fire it up for the boys. Couldn't agree more. And, and the girls when they're playing. Couldn't need, agree more. You know what? We need to go and have those tickets for students to be five dollars. Couldn't too. agree more. That's the criticism I do have around Canada. Why are you charging forty dollars for a student? I don't even know who the media is. Is Brian Kelly back now? Or no, he, what? I don't know what Brian's doing, but within the Like, I don't me, even like, get anything to promote this. Like, and I've been yeah. doing this 13 years. Like, and, what are they doing? I'm out here trying to get my high school kids cheap tickets because I'm not asking a kid to pay $40. No. And it's the first time to watch an international event. Things like that. Like, you know, I mean, I'll, I, mean I have my own uh, beliefs. Like, I, I like to think I put, in, I put enough uh, tackles in to earn a free ticket. You think? I, I don't get one. And, wow. and, and 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 you know what? But I, I make enough money to support the boys, and I'll buy my forty dollars yep, ticket. Yeah, yeah. I have right? a media pass, and I'll buy a thing. Exactly right, because I believe in the cause. And, and and but like at the same time, you want growth the game, and I get all yeah. these grassroots people firing back at me. We have rookie rugby, which is a free event, uh, way of getting rugby yeah. in your community. But you know, I want kids to go out and and be inspired to play the game and to look at the next, you know, uh, Phil Mack. And go, I want yeah. to be like that guy. Yeah. And I want to go buy a t-shirt and yeah. spend money there. And then, you know what? Yeah. Before you know what? I am going to go watch the next week game and spend the 20 bucks on, on premier sports to get the game because I'm invested into that. You know, you bring up a good point because it's in, in other sports, you'll see kids hanging around with their pen and their paper f- going at a specific player wanting a McDavid autograph or this guy autograph or that woman autograph. Um, I don't know if rugby do you, does. Have you seen that where somebody will come up and uh, I can't maybe in the women's side with Jen and I, you know, I, oh, I, I, it, I mean, to be honest, I saw the least amount of autographs in a Canada game. Yeah, wow. Like when as a player, I, I, I probably Toronto at a big game. Yeah. Like I mean, from my experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I know. I'm not a brand name here. I'm not John Moonlight. I'm not uh, DTH Vandermeer. Like guys who like they people love, which I mean, they're amazing teammates, friends, and players. Sure. Um, and but I look at like my experience after a game in Langford. You know how many autographs I can say I can probably count them on Langford. Really? Wow. That which isn't a positive thing, but it's not. And it, that, but that, it, that means I don't. I don't blame the kids. I, I think that we're just doing it on enough awareness. That, that's exactly what it is. That's you know, are are we going to enough schools? Are we being enough? Are are we in their face? Like like I said, when I, I, I you know again, not to beat a horse, but I think they really missed an opportunity during that the the vid where they really could have taken this by yeah. storm. Well, but, yeah, and, uh, and I and I agree. Like um, <laughs> you. Rugby is, is, I don't know where it sits on the line of, of popularity in our sports. Um, in this community, in this area, rugby's big. Um, I, I'm over, obviously, coaching my my high school team, and, and I was fourth here. Uh, yeah, it's big here. It's big here. Fourth I'm, or fifth. I'm over at Dunsmere the other day doing a, a touch session for the the, the little uh, minis uh, going awesome. out down there, and I, you know, love my um, opportunity to give back to grassroots. 
And and not that I want them to know who I am. They have no clue. No. And that's no. okay with that's me. Exactly. And that's fun because, like, I want them to just exactly. go and have fun. Yeah. But I tell you what, I rock Their up. Their parents know. I walk, well, I said, I rock up in France, and I guarantee it's a different story. Oh, 100%. I go to Fiji, uh-huh. it's a different story. Uh, yeah. Go to Ireland, it's a different story. 100%. And, and I play for Canada number, the team 21st in the world. So, like, that's how much they know about sport and rugby, specifically the way we know about hockey the minute – you know, Florida Panthers guys are walking around here and you see uh, Barkov. Every hockey kid knows who Barkov is, even though he's not in the media here. No. Nope. So, like, it just shows you how much investment you there, wanted to grow and there's love a the gap. sport. And that goes back to me wanting to get kids immersed in the sport and how I love to teach them. And there is a gap. know about it. Yes. And so, like... See, right. on the podium should be doing more. I'm I, When it first started, I remember they, they contacted me and it was taking uh their premise was taking an athlete that was injured and turning him into another athlete claire hughes uh jesse lumston um i don't know where it kind of went to, to the supporting whatever um but we have via sport or via sport here yeah. um i don't really know a lot about them uh, you know or what but you know while while i'm here i i have to say that um we are, well, I'm going to toot my own horn real quick, is, is that my partner, Howie Mays from Howie's Car Corral, yep. and I, we are, we've came up with this with um, Red, I'm hoping to work with Red Arrow and Pacific FC. What a, what a brewery. It really is, Jeremy. I just, I love you it. know, dude, I can't, and we are going to start a fit a kid. Oh, amazing! And it, what it is 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 basically just that fitting a kid with whether it's uh, if that it, whatever the situation is if it's hockey the one he's a goalie we're gonna get all the goalie gear and whatever and then uh, again, have a little bursary stuff but we're gonna do community events um, up and down the island and and that's really what we we, we want to do. The only way to to get this done is to talk to community people. Yeah. Right. It, I mean that's that's it. So, we, you know, I'm just starting this raw rugby Canada, not just to pick on rugby Canada. There, there's lots, but again, when you're playing club rugby, the fans that are there are there every week. So I look at that things like that. Okay, um, our, our our rugby community. Uh, let's just take couch and down just to sure. to shorten it. Yep. We look at these four clubs, five clubs in the area. Yep. And um and and we look at just clubs. We're not looking at just clubs. elementary tag teams, nope. high school teams. Uh, and why haven't we had the out there um pressuring in a positive way saying, look, you know, directors of your club, prisons, your club, we want you to buy fifty-five dollar tickets yeah. for all your young kids. And, the, and, and to come to the game yes. and watch it and be inspired. Yes. And so, you know what? Yeah, you're not going to make the, the, the high-end revenue, but you're, I don't believe you'll make it on $40 tickets this week. And, and what you'll do is expose them to an event. Um, do I care that the kid watches every single minute of no. the game? No, Why I want you? them at the fun event. The way I saw the little kids at the rink, with their mini sticks playing in the corner. In the, yeah, the exactly. Way when I was in Australia playing where I saw all the little Polynesian boys in the corner while their dads are on the field and they're having their little kicking tackle, the ball, kicking yeah. the ball around and watching. Exactly. And, and you're seeing these little, by proxy, these little fun little, um, and, and what pro sports are doing, major league baseball do as well. They're having these little play areas. Sure. They are for kids to go yeah. and just chuck a ball. McDonald's around. made a fun. McDonald's made a brand out of it. 
right? And, and so what I would have done, you know, in my invented, I would have taken that left side of the field over by the road there. I would have made that the little tykes area to go Perfect. over and, and kids are a couple little uprights or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And had, and had just the yeah. little area where the kids are playing free yeah. and having fun and, and enjoying yeah. the game. Charging 10 bucks to watch them. Daycare. Char- exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rugby daycare. And, and, then you have, and then you go have your hot dog thing over there you're selling and you, you, you know what? beer for your parents and the beer. How party. hard is it to do that? Man, is you know what? You Come can't on. be innovative. You can't be dinosaur. Outside the box. No. dinosaur anymore. No. Like I said, like everyone's out here is selling the same old crap. Shit, exactly. And, I and, agree. and unfortunately, you have to be innovative. Yeah. You need some young people in here yeah. who are vibrant, yeah. Who, yeah. who won't cost yeah. hundreds of thousand dollars, who might be, you know, people who really. I'm sure Lank would, for, for, would pay for that. I'm sure Stu Young. Yes, and, he would, because okay. he's a legend. Well, how much? How, he does does everything right. It's, it's sickening. He does everything right. It's sickening. I tell you what, the, 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 one of the greatest <coughs> things that's happened in this community is that person. 100%. Look, if if he said it would cost seventy five hundred bucks to set up a little tanks with a little thing up here or PFC he with a soccer net, he he'd go out there and put the shovel in tomorrow. Yep. And I think those are the things. And there is that little bit of room there behind that fence now where they make it yeah. like a beer garden. I think for this with the length of yeah, sevens yeah, for the yeah. women's sevens there. I said like you you got to be creative. I mean, this is me as a teacher, and I look up ways to be creative every day and how to how to mold the minds and how to get yeah. the best out of yeah. people. But how am I going to get people to come there? Yeah. And I tell you what, if, if I'm sitting there with my little nephews and nieces and they're running around yeah. and I can keep an eye on them, but I'm sitting on this fence, having a, sure having a cold red yeah. arrow, right? Yeah. I'm, having yeah. a, I'm having piggy's finest and drinking. Yeah. One, right? yeah, yeah. I'm sitting over at a Lake town lager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my go-to. Yeah, me too <laughs> now. <laughs> right. And then, so I look over there and I go, Oh, my kid's having fun playing footy. I'm getting to watch the game, and I'm getting to have an, uh, an ICB. So, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, that's a win-win. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. so, and not hard to do. I, 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 I mean, like, who am I to tell? I'm a teacher, but I look at that and I go, I think that's that's a, a, doable, achievable in any way. Right, exactly. But what do I know? I, I'm I'm just a geographer, and, and and that's that's what gets me back about the the is it the ego or what you know you uh, what I find is. It's so frustrating that you almost have to make it sound like it's their idea. You know what but I mean? I'll tee it up for them. I get, no, I, we just did, but it, it, it's it, it's the it's you you have to you can't say it like we're saying it because it sounds like what, whatever. Oh fuck! I don't know. People. I don't know exactly. But you have to almost like eh, eh, closer, warm. Eh. That's what I find. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 Take the, it the yeah. Um, yeah, nice yeah I guess so. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. We keep selling the same, same, same. There has to be a change because, like I asked you, and I was dead serious about that. Where are we in five years? Where is rugby in five years? We haven't even talked about the actual rugby yet. No, we just talked about participating. Okay, yeah, fair it is. So, I mean, like, this is some of the things I deal with in the roles and what I do within rugby now is that sometimes it's back to the minis and just having fun and playing passing. And then you got to go and have to solve bigger problems. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and those things like this, you know, we might have a great idea and, and there it, there might be flaws that we don't need in it. But we, we I think it came up with the groundwork. Exactly. Right. Enough to be investigated or looked at. Or uh, you, 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 yeah. And, and I'll give them credit. They are thin in staff. 
They're under financial struggles, just like America is in U.S. rugby. So, I mean, COVID is, is ravaged businesses and community stuff, and, and it is recovering. So go so. simple. So go back to simple and then, like, do an extra sketch. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Here, here's a great thing. Try something. Just try something, too. And if it yeah. screws up and Who it cares? doesn't work and it, yeah. it costs you a couple grand yeah. or a few thousand yeah. or $10,000 – Man, yeah. that's well, not going to break the bank. Look at this. It's not a hundred and look around the room. Sixteen, exactly. This could right? blow up tomorrow. I mean, I, I, exactly. Like the five hundred dollar camera I have, and I want to wrap it around a tree when I can't yeah. cut right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's an investment. Hey, will I get better? Yes. Yeah. Did I try with it? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I might have to go back to the yeah. crappy putter and get it right done. But yeah. like that's another podcast <laughs> too, by the way, because I am a firm believer that equipment is bullshit. <laughs> I'm, ta- I, I'm telling you right now, man, if, if, fit, I, if, if Phil Mickelson stopped at a garage sale on his way to Bear Mountain and picked up 40-year-old clubs out of a dusty old bag, he's still, he's still shooting a 71. <laughs> I just don't it's, care. It's true, but I, I think I think you we have to be innovative. I think uh, I look at that in rugby. If you go look at rugby and the new changes in laws, the 50-22, and, and, I, and I look at things like the way we're playing. I look at the way other teams are playing, how you want to play, what's your strengths, and, and, and that ethos of how to build a team. And, and you have to make this exciting Mm. If it's not exciting, yeah, the players don't buy in, the fans don't like the it. The game just slows I mean, down. I'll tell you what, people love watching South Africa play and watching Test Rugby. Test Rugby is is boring. Yeah, you have to like it for what it is yeah. and, and the in the in the ability to scrum and maul and kick. Yeah. But does it sell tickets? It sells tickets to diehard fans. Yeah, it doesn't sell tickets to new people. Mm-hmm. So. What is your 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 outcome, and, and and what are you trying to get to? And for us, we're right now well, trying to get to a World Cup and winning this weekend, and then going down and playing our next game and against Chile to to put ourselves into the next step towards qualifying. Yeah. yeah. So one is like I, I think I look at it is like getting out there and and, and support. So you got to support, but at the same time, it's like we need to start playing rugby, not in the crappy winter. We need to play a brand of rugby that Canadians like yep. and what are good to Canadian talent yep. and Canadian athleticism. I will, I mean, you can go over to England and, and they're great, better rugby players than us, but they ain't better athletes. No, some are, yep. but not all of them. We're just as good of athletes. We play sport. Most of our kids play multiple sports and on the national teams and at these other teams in club rugby and, and they're playing hockey, they're playing baseball and they're playing football yep. They're playing soccer and you're seeing it now too. I mean, we're 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 winning well, golds and bronzes where we never in those sports we never we didn't win those before. And and you know what? I I, I got to start with this, to say this is that I I've been so turned off with the Olympics as a commercial commerce nonsense bullshit. Um, but I got sucked in this year, man. I just did. I really? got su- yeah, I did. That soccer game. It's ah, uh, oh, dude. Fair enough. You know what? Oh. I watched. I, I watched uh, the the women's soccer team, and I watched softball. actually women's softball. Yeah, Emma. We had Emma on a couple weeks and, ago, and, and and I watched those two the most. Yeah. And to be honest, I watched more track events. Me too. This time go around because 
I've lost the real love lesson Me too. as a young person um, because it's not amateurism anymore. Remember, you used to be on a, like a box of Wheaties if you yeah. want or something. It was a big deal. Like, yeah. remember, like that? It's not like. But, but um, now we're, we're we're rewarding success. We're we're doling up money and projections. Um, you know, I mean, I I don't believe in it, and 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 whatever top end people think that that works. Um, I think they'll have the answer to the bell. Um, but I, to be honest, when I look back at the Olympics, I, 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 it's not like me watching, um, playoff hockey where I can watch any no. team, watching playoff baseball, the NFL. Um, like, are we doing uh, it for I'm the athlete? Ryder Cup. I'm watching, like, yeah, you know, ah, yeah. Like, and, and, and that's it. And so, you know, when I look at the Olympics, I, I just, I've, I've lost it because your commercialization. Ugh. The, the professional level, the, I mean. You know what gets me is that are we doing it for the fans? Is this like some of the events and the sports that they have, like the ballroom dancing and the this and the that? I get it. I get, no, actually, I don't. But I don't get it. And, but like inline hockey would have been a great one or something like that. But are we doing this? What are we doing this for? Well, they do it for money. Let's, let's be honest. Well, well, no, listen, yeah. But we listen on every other podcast who really wants to dial into this is like the reason why. They've offered NHL what they've offered to get them there because there's a financial benefit. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, at the end of the day, like... I'm not going to watch it. Here's a great one, and and I love the world to find this one out. So we look at, you know, uh, I look at rugby and growing the game. So for rugby to grow, specifically for the higher level, you need universities in Canada to have it there. Yeah. Right? It's the gap between high school and, and, and elite yeah. level. Yeah. So that age between 18 and let's arguably say 23, 24, depending. And so I look at it and I go, we got women's 15s and CIS rugby. Yep. Which U sports. In U, sorry, again, U sport. <laughs> I know, me that, too. Right? I'm U old sport school, right now. now. Yeah, U sport. Uh, so within U sport. I still call it the Can West Mall. So <laughs> whatever, man. So like U sport. <laughs> and, 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 and you go look at our, our women's sevens teams, our 15s teams, our age grade teams, and they're doing very well in their health. Yeah. And, and they're successful and they got lots of good athletes, good rugby players playing. And where our gap is in men is 18 to 23, where people go, well, shit, do I go and get a job or do I, can I play this? Or am I just cool to casually play rugby at, at the local club, which is fine, but we need to bridge the gap for the other level and keep growing athletes in university while they're playing a good standard. All these universities have strength and conditioning and kinesiology programs to take care of the athletes. They have coaches. So how do we get that to, again, to the youth sport level? And 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 that proposal is going in to to grow that because it's the it's the it's the missing link in rugby in Canada. Okay. And here's the biggest problem is that, and we look at what changes things and what causes an effect. And they want to put in a recommendation that women's sevens goes into the U sport. And I am so against this because U sport, like the Olympics, needs to financially be fiscally responsible. And if they can tuition. Only- and, and, and exactly. So if you if you have to pay thirty athletes to go from UVic to University of Alberta men's team um, or women's team, that's going to cost a good amount of money. So you have to have that money. Now the minute you put it to sevens, and you go, well, we want to have a sevens league in the in the spring, and we want to have fall league in men's. U Sports going to tell you to take a walk, yeah. and then they're just going to go, well, yeah, you know what? I can save 
150,000 uh, in the, in the first semester or, or whatever the money, half a million dollars in travel costs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, screw 15s. We're only going to go sevens. And that's what's happening. And then and we're seeing what I, I, and I was in university when sevens made it to the, to get into the games and there is a place for sevens, but what is, is caused is, is, is an imbalance because we just don't create enough rugby players right now, but we are giving well, an yeah. avenue potentially with what the guidance of rugby Canada might go and try to push are you developing a 15s player or a 7s player? You can take a 15s player and make him a 7s player. You can struggle. You'll struggle to make a 7s player or a 15s See, player. See, and people would say the opposite. Well, where are you going to get your props at a 7s? At a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, but I, again, I, I agree with you. But You peop- can make 15s players, 7s players. You can guide them that way. So play the 15s game, and when you go to specialization and you want to play 7s as a kid on the weekend – Go and play a sevens or play as much rugby as you can. Play 10s, 7s, 15s, 12 aside, tackle, tag, flag, whatever. But when you go to the elite level and if you just focus on sevens, you'll never create forwards. And your game will die and we won't get funding. And you can see that nice fancy little like building over there that yeah, has yeah. Elshron's name on it. Yeah. We'll go for sale and go closed. Yeah. Is, so is that what's happening right now? No, it's not happening. I think Is it? Because? I think we're seeing... A pivotal moment in rugby in this country and where it needs to be focused on and we need to bridge. And I think groups in the in the in the strong leadership within rugby in Canada, not rugby Canada, rugby in Canada right. are focusing on getting men's rugby to be a, a youth sport is to growing that pathway to growing grassroots sports. But we need the top to be fluid and to change and make decisions that is best for the group not just for next weekend or next year and i question some things like most people well what you're you're allowed to i'm not allowed to i'll be shunned i'll put in the closet and i'll be told to stay away oh well you have to be able to speak out i'm not disrespectful to things no 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 we need to challenge each other the way coaches challenge me on uh, then i'm allowed right i am allowed so So, of course i am so this is what this i i i Okay, I may be way off base, I may be wrong, whatever, but when I hear rugby talk on the streets here, certainly it's not the 15s, it's the women's 7th. They have now, rightfully so. They've, they're, they're, you know, they've, they've actually, you know, done really well. Blah 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 blah. All of that. I get all that, but it's so individualized now. It's not a rugby. We're talking rugby. We're talking rugby sevens. No, and, that, and I hate that. And I and I tried to wanted to change. And, but do you not? Do you agree? Or just, no, I, I 100% agree. Okay. And, and, and I, I go on to your point. It's like, I don't want you to just go, well, I play sevens. Well, no, 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 no. You the, play the rugby. Same sport. I play rugby, right? And we tried to, we, we wanted to push the, the leadership to change this narrative yes. and not to make it coded, right? Just like you don't play women's rugby. Let's just remove and just say, I play rugby in Canada. Let's right? start let's that remove, movement. Let's, let's, let's start that movement. There's enough, the, there's the enough movements out there. names from it. Let's sure. remove the, the, the sevens or fifteens. We've Diversity. We've Canada. It's supposed to be the most inclusive sport possibly in, in, in Canada. So let's let's start with that. So and why don't we have T-shirts? Why don't you uh, put you put some money and I'll put some money. We'll start a little T-shirt thing. We'll have. So what is it? Put the union back in rugby? Yeah. Put the union back in rugby. And I play. Collectively be one group? I play union rugby. Yeah, I play rugby union. I play, and I play U- union rugby in this country. Doesn't matter if it's what gender, what age group, what what what. Uh, Who cares? Who cares? We're supposed to be loving the sport of, of passing it backwards. That's that, that's what it's supposed to be about. 
And what, I, I, and what it brings you as a person, it, I mean, one percenters play the upper level. You're supposed to be, you're there, supposed to be what brings us together and, and it's supposed and, to be inclusion and, 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 and respecting. And everything. I, I'm all for it, but it just seems it's selfish to sum this, 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 and this when let's just do it all. Yeah. Right. All, but, all lives matter. All child's lives matter. All this, you know, for the, for the rugby people or for the, I, I get it. I hundred percent. I, I, I think it's for, and it's I, and, best for the game. Yeah. I play. And, and rugby. I think people, like I said, like I know for a fact they're super thin and people are doing multiple jobs. So what ends up happens, like when people have, if I give, if I told you to mark the can run the camera, the lighting and, and, and the audio, but also open the door and get me a, a large yeah. double double, you wouldn't be as yeah. good at your job. Yeah. Not that you couldn't be good at just being one of them or two yeah. of them. Well, it's after eleven, so it wouldn't be a double double. <laughs> it'd be right. a it'd be a Free Lake finger. Town Lager, Red Arrow, <laughs> Red Arrow. We're trying to get you on as a sponsor. Come on, here. Jeremy, Red right. Arrow, Jeremy, right, Taxi, right. Jeremy. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so, no, and, and I think you know, I mean, that's the part is I, I don't, I don't question the effort. No, 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 I, and no, I don't no. question people not trying. But when do you when do you try something different? And that's well, what, and that's, they, and, and they better that's, hurry. And that's what I, and I think they better we're, hurry. We're getting there. Cause I was on that field in 2018 where we got just over the hump to keep us yeah. head above water. Yeah. Right? I know what the stress and yeah. the pressure is. I know I felt it. Yeah. And I had to have those conversations as a 38 year old man yeah. with leadership on our team and being like, I know how, how hard I work, but how much in the stress I felt to the point where my hair fell out yeah. and, and, and I was Losing my mind. And, uh, and, and so like, I know, I mean, I was laughing more about the hair falling out, but like, I literally like in a metaphorically being like, wow, like I don't want to be a part of, of rugby collapsing because of the financial implications of not qualifying for a world cup. Absolutely. And I, and I know right now I, I have lots of friends and ex teammates on that, um, that will feel that pressure. And I'm here to tell them it's not pressure for you. you Stay know, the course. It, you know what? Do your job, work hard at doing your job, and, and we'll all support you um, on, on you giving your best effort. 100%. And, and, that, and that part, I look at it and going, look, people will have to answer um, to failures, whether you're a player or you're a manager. So you don't want it to be over money. I don't want it to be ever over money. No. Uh, but at the same time, when we give praise for being successful, um, we need to do it right and, and praise. And like you look at the the women's sevens program, the why people come to that when they look at why that team is so strong. Well, it's it's obvious. Winning is a magnet. Oh, sure it is. And, 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 and to, to get more people involved in wanting to play the sport, we have to start winning. Do we need to be number one in the world? No, that'd be fantastic. Sure. But we need to be showing growth and improvement, yeah. but also playing. You're not going to win the Stanley playing, Cup every exactly. year. No. And playing right? brand as long as you make the playoffs. Yeah. Playing a brand of rugby that's exciting. That's it. Exactly. So you can you can lose if you look good at it. Yep. Right? And I think 2015, we were really good at playing a good brand of rugby, one we were excited by, one we were enjoying. And the talk we of the town. Close. Talk of the town. And that's, that's the cutthroat part yeah. of the sport business yeah. is that, you know, people might not give a shit if you don't win the last game yeah. because winning is everything in sport. But if you are still that close and you're playing a brand of rugby that people like, they'll still come and they'll still be invigorated. Oh, sure yeah, absolutely. So. Well, Ray, listen, I bet before we wrap this up, I could talk to you for hours and I'm sure, you know, we'll have to have you back. And, and uh, 
But before I go, oh, I I, I want to. What is the best rugby play you've ever seen? Oh, uh, <laughs> now the other I mean like this is where like my crazy mind goes yeah. in, and I start because I have one, my and I have no, I don't play. And I say like as in like a set play or just someone making a play, play itself. Any play that you went, holy shit! You know what? I'll give um, <laughs> I give credit and I to to these amazing athletes, and I saw one. Uh, Jordy Barrett almost did it a few weekends ago. I, I saw Georgian do it against us. Uh, I also saw a guy in the sevens kick it to his hand. It's these freakish things that happen within a game that right down what it I blows my mind. And, and it's the ones now it's the guys or girls diving and staying and being out of bounds, but putting the ball oh, down yeah, in yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. And I, I watched a Georgian guy do it in 2016 to us, which it's one of those ones where you you if I was in baseball I'd, I'd lift my top, hat and tip, tap, the hat. tip the hat to and Jordy almost did it the other day and and you're seeing these sevens players diving and making these things and like Connor Trainer kicked to his hand or the zero yeah, one hand yeah all those type of plays give players who played at at the level I played at goosebumps still where you you just I I have a spe- I have a specific one with a specific player uh, John Graff skin yep and it was they had to fight to get out of regular uh being regulated down or something uh, um they were gonna drop lose their spot drop their spot in, in pro- international professional uh club club oh, club club, right. club oh, yeah. yeah so so even better the raw the uh, no raw. shit right so so like this the, and but they had to win like three games even to put themselves into beating james bay at uh what's their field called it's c-dub McDon- oh, no. um jesus yeah no no uh, mcdonald is uh james, james bay, bay is, um uh, I can't windsor, Park. Windsor. windsor Park. so at <laughs> and john graff uh, up until that point, I didn't know could kick with both feet. I had no idea. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, well, there, I don't know. There's maybe four seconds. Like the ref was, you know, the goody. I think it was, I think it was John. Yeah. And it was a drop kick from, I don't even, I don't know how many yards. It was a well past the, like it was half, I don't know, three quarter half. And drop kicked left foot. But was kicking with his right foot all game. Jesus. Over the bar, in, win, whistle blows. Amazing. That's no, stuff you know. No record. Re- they didn't no get re- regular. Not on TV. Not just cl- it's, yeah. a, it's an okay. That's awesome. And I'm like, holy fuck. Did that just happen? <laughs> did that seriously just happen? Man, those are the special moments that I think, you know, like what has given you that nostalgia and that love for the, to, for the sport. I'm, and, yeah. And, Half and, cut. I, I mean, I, of course, because you were drinking Piggy Auger. All no, time. no, I was drinking whatever that Anna Johnson, his future wife, was swilling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Ray, I got one last yeah, thing. I absolutely. Just, I have yeah, absolutely. So, like, big weekend this weekend. We got CW yes. and West Shore playing across over at JDF here in uh, Langford. Yes. Callwood, I guess, technically. Yeah. Um, you know, big two games. We also have our minis program. We talk about local rugby. If it's something that you're looking yeah. at. I know, you know, we have the biggest community, me as director of rugby at West Shore, growing our community rugby yeah. because I do believe not everyone needs to go and play soccer for the whole year or play baseball or basketball. Come out and try it 100%. at West Shore because I do believe we have some of the greatest coaches that give back specifically yeah. in our minis, in our grassroots yeah. programs. And the people who run them are fantastic. And obviously get out there and watch the men play this weekend. 
And for me, I have to plug my own new little yes, please, I'm yeah. Going. So for me, I'm I forgot growing. to ask about that. Yeah, yeah. So real quick for me is yeah. I, I've grown that skill specific for those elite players that are going in university and upwards, and want to improve not only in their scrummaging and their lineout, but their I mean, the understanding of how do you get to the improve in that the mental part of it, and then specifically my remote coaching from lineout hookers and throwing, and this is the part that I've been so excited and invigorated. Cool. To, to give back and uh, and and start and I've and I've grown this opportunity with multiple universities in America, uh, Louisville, wow. West Point. Uh, I'm looking at UC Davis, uh, oh, sunny man. and sunny in uh, um, Upper State, New York, and okay. and, and then hopefully. Uh, Are you doing this with your wife? This is all solely my project. Oh, wow. and so cool. I work with her on improving her throwing uh, within the local athletes. I do give lots of local athletes the, the opportunity to work with me free and, and, yeah, and yeah. all that. I give it back to Canadians um, a wholeheartedly so as many. You have a link or something you can show? Yeah, so you can follow me right now. I'm To be honest, I'm just finishing up the website. Okay. But if you go on Instagram, it's R2B Front Row Group. All right. Uh, editor Tanner. Editor Tanner. And so, yeah, the website is uh, literally, a, I just spoke with the guy this morning who's getting it okay. uh, polished up. And then uh, for me, it's R2B uh, Front Row Group at Gmail for for inquiries. Perfect. On, on we'll throw those links better. down there. And thank you so much. Okay. Ray, I can't thank you enough, buddy, for coming on. Man, I do show. this anytime. Yeah, you know, this, I, I uh, can talk for hours. Yeah, I'm a lunatic for sports. Yeah, this is wicked. So. Uh, well, that's it for another edition of Raw Sportscast with Ray Bark. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that was quite, uh, quite. Man. It is exhausting, and uh, but we covered a lot of ground. Uh, go, go support rugby. I mean, it, it, it's just it's uh, it's a great game. Um, it, it, you'll you'll be massively entertained. Uh, go 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 support the clubs. Go uh, go out. If you're a parent and you're looking for a sport for your uh, your youngster. I, I just love the game and and it's just uh it's something that uh you know you should explore so um would you can you would agree with that I, I, honestly yeah, it's, it's, it's arguably like one of the cheapest sports yeah for your kids to go out and play and have fun and and no cost for for equipment a pair of runners pair, yeah. a pair yeah. of little cleats and i'm telling you i think you do it for under 100 bucks and exactly. you, get, you get a whole season of yeah and 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 to th- to just so you know it's um every sport has a family but um Rugby seems to that 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 embrace that you get um, at, at being a part of the rugby family is uh, is is something I, I you know I rarely witness in in a lot of the uh, the sports that uh, that continue. But uh, anyway, it is a family. Sport. It is definitely a family. Um, so that's it for me, Scott Harrigan, Raw Sportscast. Raven, thanks again, buddy, and uh, we're out of here. Cheers, thank you.